Now, back to the heavy hitters. Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? On the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM. Well, see you later. And InsideSTL.com. Welcome back to the Frank and Helen's Pizzeria Studios in the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM and InsideSTL.com. Matt Berger and Clay Byersdorfer behind the microphones. John Giamatti Rudolph behind the dials. Joining us right now on the Belmont Automotive phone line is an attorney for Spencer Fain and the Friday co-host of the Reardon Roundtable on KMOX. Or on KMOX. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Jane Duker. Jane, how are you, my dear? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing wonderful. So yesterday, the city and the county finally decided they could do something together, and that was sue the pants off of the NFL by filing a 52-page suit uh, in the St. Louis Circuit Court. Uh, they also mm-hmm. also invited the uh, the regional convention and sports complex authority. I understand that you have read the entire 52-page document. What I is have. what is the city? <laughs> what is the city's? What are the what is the plaintiff's strongest case going into this? Well, it's interesting. So they have the the regional the St. Louis Regional Convention and Sports Complex Authority is the actual entity that 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 owns the dome and they lease it out. It's a complicated web, but so the city and the county and they funded the dome. So along with the state, which is interesting, too, because there are other parties who probably funded the stadium and funded the dome. So it, it is interesting who they chose. I mean, clearly these parties are parties in interest. Um, it is interesting that there may be some that are left off. And they sued every owner and every team, including the NFL, which is, um, you know, so it makes for a long, a long c- complaint. What is great about this lawsuit is they, is they do a phenomenal job of listing out all the lies that St. Louis was told and how we were sort of really strung along, and especially with Demoff, Kroenke, um, you know. And then it gets, a little, it gets a little interesting when you try to bring in the, the rest of the NFL. So they, they, they have four claims, basically. The first one is the breach of contract claim, which says, look, the relocation policy and the bylaws and the Constitution that the NFL sort of live by that the the home cities, the cities that in the and the entities in these cities, the locations that actually have an interest in these teams, they're a, what's called a third party beneficiary, meaning that these contracts, um, that they're really part of these contracts because of how much they put into this and the fact that these relocation guidelines were put there in order to protect home cities. And so and that's a really interesting legal argument. The theory behind that is is that you know, when, when there were, when the last time, when, you know, Kroenke, you know, when they left and Georgia left in the cover of darkness and people tried to stop movements and, and, and all of this, people sued and there were all kinds of litigation regarding this. And the courts basically said, guys, if you want to avoid antitrust liability, where you guys are all combining to stifle competition, um, you really ought to have firm guidelines on what it takes to move so that it doesn't look like you all are just colluding to stifle competition. So that was sort of how those guidelines came into being. So the theory is, you know, you really have to follow your own guidelines or you're just colluding for profit, which I think a lot of people believe happens anyway. So that is a very interesting theory. And, and so then it comes down to, you know, will a court determine that they didn't follow their own policies? And the lawsuit does a good job in sort of outlining how they didn't. Um, I think these things are hard to overturn. Um, but and I think there may be some legal arguments as to what the standing of the city and the county and the RSA have. 
but it, it's clearly, you know, an interesting claim. Um, and, and, you know, if home cities are to have any sort of say or any sort of, uh, you know, they need to know because if, if, in fact, the home city is completely irrelevant, then home cities are going to think twice about investing. And, you know, it's, so it's an interesting dynamic. And I think, too, that Congress will look because at some point, you know, you're going to have angry, you know, senators and, and, and congressmen saying, wait a minute, these cities invest a lot of money over a lot of years, and, you know, th- there has to be some standards in which they walk away or we're not going to give these guys exemptions from antitrust liability anymore. So it's an interesting theory, and it goes to the heart of the NFL. So that's going to be a very interesting. And, and one thing is whether this case will be removed to federal court. I think one of the reasons why you sue all the owners is so that you have other Missouri parties so that they can't take this case to federal court. So that'll be an interesting legal battle. The other claims, one's called unjust enrichment, saying basically you came in, you used and abused us, you took all our stuff, and now you're unjustly enriching yourselves at our cost. Um, And that's kind of an equitable claim. And then they have their fraudulent misrepresentations. And clearly, Rams and Kroenke, I mean, that's like... Yeah, I mean, here's the list of all the things they told us. And, you know, so so that'll be interesting because that, I think, I mean, that's the cleanest line. The cleanest line is these guys lied to us. And, you know, but when you try to take that, the other claim is the fraud against the NFL and all of the owners. Well, then you have to prove that all these guys knew about all the lies we were being told or they, they had some way of knowing or they participated in some of the lies. And there's some, you know, there is some good facts in here. You know, the idea that Kroenke told them that he was buying the property, they affirmatively tell us, oh, that has nothing to do with, you know, building a stadium when, in fact, they knew the fact that, you know, Fisher was hired. Fisher, like, they, they let Fisher in on the deal. I mean, how sad is that? I mean, do you feel like yeah. the worst yeah. girlfriend of all time <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and now, like and now Fisher's in on it? <laughs> and now he's going to burn them, too. He's going to be like, oh, bleep me? Oh, I don't think so. Bleep you. I'm going to let the cat right out of the bag because right. I'm not going to be – it's not going to be uh, my money that's right. going to be used to to help for, or to pay for the damage. This is going to be yours. Right. If I'm going down, well, it's everybody's kind of interesting, going down. though, because they may have forced him when they got rid of him and they gave him all that money. This, this That may be part of the silence. That may be part of the – that may have been part of the deal. As if you can't talk. Yeah, I'm I'm a little paranoid about that. But Mm, I do find it interesting that, like, Jeff Fisher's in the know and we're not. I mean, that's that's nothing short of humiliating. I mean, that's, I mean, of all the insults that we've gotten from these people, that's right up there in my book as being below Jeff Fisher. That is just sad. (laughs) (laughs) Below that mustache? How dare us. (laughs) Jane Duker joining us right now on the uh, Bellman Automotive phone line. You can follow her on Twitter at Jane Duker and then hear her on Saturday or Friday afternoons, rather, 2 to 4 on the Reardon Roundtable on KMOX. Uh, Jane, where is the city's weakest case in this lawsuit? Where you're like, yeah, you know what? I don't know about that one. I think that's probably the weakest part of this lawsuit. It's it's hard to say that, you know, first of all, these are hard to overturn anyway because they're business decisions. And, you know, the, the owners are entitled to sort of have business judgment. And so really determining what they base their decision on, each individual owner, I mean, the law is pretty clear that they're treated as sort of separate competitive entities. They're not a monolithic one, even though Goodell, you know, basically is the puppet master and probably knew everything. Um, imputing that to each individual team is a challenge. Um, you know, so so it'll be interesting because, I mean, these guys surely don't want to talk about their decision, what they knew and didn't know. I mean, the discovery alone, you know, might shake out a settlement. 
I mean, having to have these discussions is not fun for the NFL. They do not want to have. So in that regard, you know, I, I, I think these guys might have some bargaining power because they surely do not want to open this up as to how this is all done and the, you know, the cloak of darkness and the star chamber. You know, they don't want people knowing how all that works. So, do you think this um, will eventually get settled out of court? I I would I would be surprised if the NFL would let this go further. You know, if if they try to go in and get out on motions and can't, I mean, these guys are not. The discovery is as painful as what the outcome might be. You know what I mean? So there's some decent leverage there. So, but I think in in, in also saying that somehow home cities get to sue for the contract between you know the NFL owners and their teams. I mean untangling all of that and inserting home cities into that analysis while sounds fair may be a a big legal hurdle but it's certainly worth talking about and so i think it you know really what's the downside i mean seriously after how they've treated us and how you know they tell us that our defects are things that they late they later give to other teams they say oh your financing package is defective oh but we're going to go ahead and allow you know we're going to we're going to give more to other teams to move I mean, there's always going to be a weak sister in the in the NFL, and if if these guys are allowed to do this willy nilly, there's always going to be a weak sister that's going to have this problem, and so it's going to keep coming up. So why not St. Louis? Why not it? Why not it be us? Jane, those of our uh, for those of our viewers or uh, listeners, I should say, who aren't you know up to par with legal matters, what's what's kind of the timeline that uh, we're looking at here? What are kind of the next steps? Well, it, these take a long time. First of all, you got, I mean, just the sheer process of getting all these people served, getting, you know, will the NFL represent all of them? It'll be interesting to see. Will these owners get their own lawyers? Um, you know, that this could take years. years. It really could. So you- depending on, you know, um, now, if there's some early legal motions that get rid of claims or if there's, you know, if somebody comes in and says, oh, you, you can't even state a claim here and a judge agrees, you know, there'll be appeals and things, but that could short-circuit it. But, I mean, I think this could take a long time. Now, do you expect this case to be tried, you know, within the state or uh, as far as, you know, first try, or where do you see that headed? I I mean, right now, I mean, I'd have to see what the NFL or some of the owners would argue on how they would get this dragged up to federal court. Um, um, you know, I'd want to see what, what their arguments are, but I mean, right now, I mean, it's a favorable venue, put it that way. Yeah. And I think they did a good job in picking the right venue. Um, so unless they can somehow sort of defeat the court's jurisdiction, um, you know, and, in a trial, I mean, it's, that's interesting. I mean, because I firmly believe that if, if they get to a point where there would be a trial in front of a jury, there's no way the NFL would do that. Yeah, especially oh. especially in this county. <laughs> oh yeah, could you? Okay, right. but, but okay, but how much but money? Even anywhere. How yeah. much I mean, money? Even if you pull it up to federal court, those are still Missourians, right? In the Eastern District, and you know, juries are going to look at the NFL and say, "Really? Like Roger Goodell? Like or no?" Yeah. Right? Okay. I mean, everybody knows. Not a very well liked so. man. No, and how much. Kevin mo- Demoff? You want to be Kevin <laughs> Demoff? Okay, but how much money would you pay to see uh, Roger Goodell and Eric Grumman and Stan Kroenke oh. and Kevin Demoff to take the stand, though? Oh, I mean, we, we, I mean, you could take a collection. We could probably collect what our damages were and, and to see that happen, but it won't. And, I mean, that's why I think that, again, I think the discovery here is sort of more dangerous and the discussion is more dangerous than what. You know, they need to go to Rich Stan and say, pay these people off and get this off our back. We did this for you. Pay them off. And this may be a good avenue for him to 
to pay off. No one's ever going to like him again, but, you know. Some closure. Um, right, closure. You know what? Give us closure. You were a very bad boyfriend. Just, you know, do not leave us with the rent. Do not leave us with, you know, all the problems. Yeah, you, pay your you, crap off don't, and leave. Don't stick with me. Don't stick me with this with this high utility bill. You're going to pay it. Exactly. Jane. This is a case for Judge Judy. <laughs> she would tell him what is the what for. Oh, she would I, tell Cronky, I, would, I would pay money for that, too. Uh, Absolutely. I Jane, Jane Duger from Spencer Fane and Camel X joining us right now on the Belmont Automotive phone line. Jane, final question for the evening, and thank you again for making time for us. Uh, if If the... Uh, if the lawsuit is settled out of court and Stan Kroenke cuts a check or the NFL cuts a check and it's, you know, the recruit money spent to trying to keep the Rams and maybe, which which I'm really hoping for, is money to pay off the Dome, do they just turn around to Oakland and go, look, don't even file the lawsuit. We got you. We know you put, put a lot of money into the Oakland Coliseum and try to get the Raiders back. We understand what's going on. Here's your money to pay off the Coliseum. Or do they wait for Oakland to sue them too? Well, I mean, I, I'm sure they would probably wait. And, and I'm sure that they're thinking that, that the Oakland will be right behind. So whatever they do here, they know that that's going to, you know. So, so, you know, that's another reason why, you know, do they really want to open up this can of worms? Because if they do that here, it's going to happen there. So, you know, I think there will be this slight dance. It's clearly the cheaper way. Just give the people what they spent and, and move on. You know, don't leave these cities, these home cities, you know, totally high and dry, or you're going to cause yourself problems. It's clearly cheaper to pay off. It's clearly cheaper. So, but I guess we'll see, because, you know, maybe they want to make a point, and maybe they want to get all cocky again. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, think the, 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 the NFL is known for its arrogance. Would not put it past the NFL I would I wouldn't either. Absolutely. But, but, right, they could be stupid. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> stupid in the NFL please, goes hand in hand. Please let them be Goodell. stupid. Oh, my God. I want to see Goodell and Grumman and uh, and Kroenke and Demoff take the stand. Oh, my God. That would just Do be I want to see a holiday. Joy. And, 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 like, I would forego the money just to see that. <laughs> but I guess that's not really my choice. But, yeah, I mean, the taxpayers probably would pay. So, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I mean, they don't often make good decisions, but, I, you know, this one could have some opening up the star chamber. That's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty big risk. Jane, thank you so much for making time for us this evening, and we look forward to hearing you on the Reardon Roundtable on KMOX on Friday afternoons. Great. Thanks for having me, guys. Have fun. Thanks, Thanks Jane. Jane. That is Alrighty, the, bye-bye. That is the great Jane Duker from Spencer Fane, and you can follow her on Twitter at Jane Duker. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting how the state of Missouri didn't jump in on that lawsuit. I think maybe they did that so they could maybe have, if it gets to trial, if it gets to the courthouse, they have the court, they have the case tried here in the state of Missouri. That could be the reason why the state of Missouri didn't join. I don't know. We should have asked her that. Yeah. She's an attorney. She would know better than what we would. It, it's an interesting concept, and I don't think they're completely out of it yet, and you may see them jump in at some point, at least to you know, to some degree. I don't, I don't know. It's a good point, though. Let's take a commercial break, and then coming up on the other side, we're going to be joined by our friend Audrey Dahlgren from KSDK News Channel 5. She is in St. Paul to cover the Blues Wild Playoff Series. She's coming up next right here live from the Frank and Helen's Pizzeria Studios on the all-new 590 The Fan, 1057 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com.